Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse DePlantis here. Thank you for tuning into the broadcast today. we got a great sermon, and it's part one. Abiding is better than visiting. See, a lot of people visit church, and a lot of people, quote, visit God, but do you abide in God? That's a vast difference. That's way bigger than just coming to church or just going to God to pray a little bit. It's when you understand what God is saying. Now, this is part one of abiding is better than visiting. Call a friend, tell him to turn that television on. Get a pencil and paper and take some notes because you're going to need that. You need to understand your position, where you are in Christ today, not tomorrow, but today. So watch this and be blessed and learn. St. John 15, verse 1. Jesus talking, says, I am the true vine, so there must be other vines that are not true. Notice that. I am the true vine. And my father is the husband. Every branch in, that, in, in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that he may bring forth more fruit. Anybody know anything about purging? You ever purge crawfish? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Hold your hand up if you ever purge crawfish. Crawfish, with people that don't know what that is, is that we'll take crawfish, put them in a pot, and we'll put salt in there. They'll suck all that salt up in them. Now, this sounds kind of gross, but what happens is they regurgitate and get all that junk that's out of them. Then we take them out of there, wash them out. That way, when you eat them, they don't have, there's nothing bad inside of them. Then you boil them. See what I'm saying? You purge it. And this is what the Lord is saying here. I just thought I'd let y'all know that he, that he may bring forth more fruit, a bigger crawfish. I love verse 3. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Now, see, God's speaking that to you because we're the seed of Abraham. Okay? Keep reading with me. Abide in me is where I want to get to. Abiding is better than visiting. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Notice that. No matter what you do, you can't do nothing without God. And I'm going to prove that during this message. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, watch that, get that in your mind, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except you abide in me. In other words, no one can do anything on the planet. They think they can unless they abide in him. I'm going to get to a point in this message where everything that people that don't know the Lord, everything they do will be naught, will be canceled completely out because they didn't abide in him. I'm going to prove that to you. Verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. That's called branch life. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. Not little fruit or some fruit, much fruit. That's why I expect you to be debt free. That's why I expect you to be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going in and blessed going out. Because the Lord said you can have much fruit, not barely getting by, not just staying on social security. And thank God we got it. Got a, a country that can do those kind of things. But getting off of fixed incomes because you've been fixed with it. And my God, you live real good with your wife. You took her out to dinner and you took your husband out to dinner. Then you retire and you can't go out to dinner as much in the board because you're on a fixed income. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Listen to me. God wanting to do all these wonderful things and yet the church world can't seem to get that. I got to read verse five again. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. Much fruit. Watch this. For without me, you can do nothing. That's all the way across the spectrum. That's spiritual, physical, or financial. Every area. If a man, verse six, abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. 
and men gathered them and cast them into the fire and they were burned. The reason Jesus used this analogy was he was walking toward the garden of Gethsemane and they had trimmed the vines and they throw them on the ground so they would dry out and when they dry out, then they would burn them. So he used that as analogy that he is the true vine and we're the branches. Now you one of them burn up kind. He, watch it. Look what he said, verse six. If a man abide not in me, he, he, he is cast forth as a branch. Now they're seeing these, these vines on, on the ground and withered and, me, and men gathered them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. Now verse seven is powerful. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, watch this. You shall ask what you will, not what God wills, what you will. Now you're abiding in him, so you're only going to ask what God wills. It's an automatic. But if you abide in me, verse 7, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Watch this. Herein is my Father glorified. Now I'm going to make somebody mad. Because I'm blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going in, God is glorified. Because I'm not sick, disgusted, busted. Dis I'm starting to do some yelling instead of telling. Praise God. I, I, I'm not sick, disgusted, busted, broke. God is glorified. All you people that believe in that poverty is a blessing, you're not glorifying God. His will be done where? As it is where? Glorify. Young tells still tell that preaching ointments on me. <laughs> that preaching ointment. If you, I got to read verse seven again. If you abide in me, not just visit. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. It is so wonderful to know I'm in the family that I don't have to make an appointment to see God Almighty, that I come boldly to the throne of grace, that I can sit down on his knee or on the, on the altar. My God, but angels got to stand at attention, but not me and not you. Why? Because we're abiding and we're glorifying God, not only on the earth, but in heaven. So write this down if you're taking notes. We, we must have a living union with Christ. I'm not talking about a church union, Baptist, Methodist, Episcopalian, Presbyterian, Church of God, Church of Christ, Word of Faith, Full, Gospel Assemblies of God, Amish, Mennonite. I mean, you name them, man. They're all Christian branches. How many of them are withered? Hmm. We must have a living union with Christ. I mean, you actually know Jesus Christ. I actually know Jesus Christ. I, he called me Jesse. I call him Jesus. We have a very great relationship because I went from religion to relationship. Then I passed relationship to fellowship. Do you understand what I'm saying? We must have a living union with Christ, not just a church union. See, living union. Get up every morning. Hello, Jesus. Hi, Jesse. Who, what are we going to do today? I don't know. I said, just follow me, Jesus. You know, so I said, follow me. I used to try to follow him. He said, well, you're my hands. You're my feet, Jesse. You tell me what to do. I never thought of that like that. Let me say it again. Some of y'all didn't get that. Well, you know, I got, you know, whatever God said. He says, you're my hands. You're my feet. Where are you taking me today? You're the temple that I abide in. Do you see what I'm saying here? 
We must have a living union with Christ. See, our life is a branch life. It is incomplete in itself. Now, now, do you understand why I say that the only Jesus some people may ever see is the Jesus in you or the Jesus in me? Because we branch life. You see, the fruit comes from the branches. The sap comes from the vine. The power comes through the vine, through the branches, and produces something people can see, smell, taste, feel, touch, the five senses. Do you see that? A branch life, not withered, not and if it's cut off, it bears forth much fruit because the sweetness of it is amazing. See, our life is a branch life. It is in, incomplete in itself. See, I can, I, I, can I say this? I, I can't live without Jesus. I'm incomplete. I remember years ago, I don't even know if they do that today in school because I've been out of school so long. You could have an A, B, C, D, or F, or I. Incomplete. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That was you hadn't completed something you were supposed to, whatever, educational-wise to do, see? Well, I refuse to be incomplete. I see a lot of incomplete people in church. They believe in healing when it's convenient. They believe in healing if it's small. Oh, but the minute a doctor sticks his finger in your face and says, you got cancer or you got diabetes, oh, oh. See, that's an I person. The incomplete. Well, you know, they think that's harder for God to do than healing them of a cold. Uh-uh. You cut your body, whether it's a scar, whether it's a cut this long or this long, the body will heal it. It don't make no difference how long the scar is. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. The body's designed to heal it from one end of that scar to the other, just like a little one. See, but people think, but that's so big. No, it's not. You're dealing with El Shaddai, God, not El Chipo, not some little God. Some God that dwelleth in you. See, abiding is more than visiting. That's why I enjoy church. That's why I enjoy being in the presence because I'm not visiting. See, people that visit, leave. People that abide, stay. Oh. Do you see what I'm saying? See, how can you live holy? Jesus, write it down, is the moral stem of humanity. Abiding is more than acknowledging God's existence. See, See, when you acknowledge God's existence, you're visiting. Let me say it again. Jesus is the moral stem of humanity. Abiding is more than acknowledging God's existence. So when sin tries to touch my body or tries to get my attention, what I do, Bobby, is this. I'm like Joseph. How can I do this great, wit this great wickedness and sin against my God? Because God to me is personal. Not homiletical or hermeneutical or philosophical, or theological, or religiosity, or denomination, non-denomination, or interdenomination. No, no, it's personal. He's my moral stem. That's why I do what I do. See what I'm saying? And I've had many opportunities to fail. I've had many opportunities to sin. I don't take those. I don't sin every day. I know you've heard that all your life. The Bible said we've all sinned, but we're not all sinners. And sometimes what you think is a sin is not a sin. It's a trespass. You don't even know what that is. Look at the people. It's an iniquity, kind of twisted. See what I'm saying? What sin means is simply missing the mark. You just miss the mark. Well, how do you do it? You go back, put the, put, put, put the thing back up there and hit the mark. 
You see, Jesus is the moral stem of humanity. That's why I haven't uh, ran around and did things that a lot of preachers have. Why? Because my branch is connected to the vine. You see what I'm saying? So what's, oh, Bashoko, thank you, Holy Ghost. What's flowing in Christ is flowing in me. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Now, I see a pretty woman. She's pretty. She got a good figure. Thank God she's pretty. But I don't want the woman. And don't let 74 fool you. That's all I'm going to say about that. Don't let that fool you. You know, I just made up my mind. Wait a minute. I don't want pollution to get into the vine out of my branch life. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, I know the Bible says shun the very appearance of evil, and I believe that. And a lot of time I have to live because of other people's uh, craziness. I, I would have no problem going out and eating lunch with a woman. But I, didn't, I don't want the woman. I just want lunch. But I know people would say, mm, mm, because they have examples and track records of people that did that messed up. You follow what I'm trying to say? One time I went to, this is when Houston was open. I went to lunch with my daughter, and it, it got around that I was going around with a woman. That's my daughter. You can, my God, man, you can tell Jody's my daughter. Look at her. We, I mean, she resembles me. She resembles her mama. I thought it would make me so mad. I, I, I have to be very careful when I, have, when I order club soda. Or I love Perrier water. And a lot of times what they do, they make it real. They'll bring it to you in, in a glass about this big. And it's real cold, chilled. I say, excuse me, no, I don't want that glass. Because people think I'm drinking. You know, some people say it's okay to drink. But for you it is. It isn't for me. Because the Bible says if you desire to offer as a bishop, you can't have any. I just stick with the word of God. So I said, go get me an iced tea glass. You know what I'm saying? That kind of stuff. Now, one thing I really love, you, you ever heard of them uh, drinks called Bloody Mary? You ever heard of a virgin Bloody Mary? I love that Bloody Mary mix. And I like the stalk of celery in it. But I don't order it because I know people say, I'll tell you what, now you got to watch them preachers, boy. But today, people don't care. They all just get loaded and drunk. Before you know it, they're running around with women. I'm not doing that. You know why? Branch life. I don't want my branch to pollute the vine. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So Jesus is the moral stem of humanity. Abiding is more than acknowledging God's existence. Satan acknowledges God's existence. Write this down. Christ is absolutely indispensable to the world and vital to the life of man. Christ is absolutely indispensable to the world and vital to the life of man. Without God, without God created the world. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. Let me tell you something about Jesus that, uh, <laughs> that other religious leaders didn't do. Other religious leaders, Buddha, Muhammad, all of them, the people that, you know, they always talked about their message. See? But what Jesus did, he went beyond this message and told everybody who he is. He said, when you see me, you see the Father. Now, any other religion, they would call that blasphemy. Because, see, they dealt, the religion they dealt with their message, you know, with the, oh, some revelation they thought God gave them or whatever. But not Jesus. Jesus not only dealt with his message, he dealt with his person. 
He said, when you see me, you see the Father. I mean, the world, I mean, let me say it again. Christ is absolutely indispensable to the world and vital to her life, to, to the life of men. In other words, nothing can happen without Christ because all things were created by him. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, and all things that were created would consist, consist of God. Every bit of it. Yes, thank you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He said, I like that. No, praise. That's thunder for you people. <laughs> Whatever. Now, why is it? Well, what about evolution? Who's this? Let me, oh, let me help everybody. Let me get some confusion out of people's heads. The Bible said that Solomon built the temple. Well, did he? No. Solomon didn't build the temple. His workmen built the temple. But because he had the vision of it, they called it Solomon's temple. So notice, we don't know all the work, people that work in the temple. What did Solomon's workers use to build the temple? You know, we have some idea, you know, gold and different things. But I mean, there was a lot of people there, but it always equated to Solomon. Now, I'm going to shock you. Why couldn't God use evolution? Well, I lost a bunch of you right there, baby. Oh, I saw it. Whoa. He could if he wanted to. I'm not saying he did. But he could, and God created the world. Like Solomon built a temple. Now, he didn't get out there with a hammer and a nail, but he used a lot of different things to do that. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. I'm not saying he did that. I'm saying he could. There's so many things, you know. So we just kind of put everything in one big ball and say, well, no, that's just the way it is. No, no, no. Now, I, you know, the earth is only 6,000 years ago. Oh, it could be. And it could not be because a lot of this carbon dating is not very good. You see what I'm saying? So when you understand how God, God used all kinds of different tools and things to do what he did. Now, I'm not saying he uses evolution. He could. Because I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. You evolve. You do. Yeah, it's amazing if you live in a cold climate, you usually have more hair in your body than other people. That's a fact. Because the body's saying, you know, we got we to get a little, uh, get some insulation here. It's truly amazing, isn't it? The body knows what to do because it was created by God, created out of the dust of the ground. Says, so don't misinterpret what I'm saying. What I'm saying is God is God and do what he want to do. So I, I don't struggle with science. I don't struggle with God. Now, some things science say it, it takes more faith to believe that than it does to believe God. I mean, what, the small, what, what's that guy that just passed away? He was crippled. Uh, um, okay. Stephen Hawking. He said, well, there's no God. Not because I looked out there and he doesn't exist. That's a stupid statement. Because how far can you look? Tesla said that People don't even understand the word gravity. He was so beyond them, beyond what we have today, Tesla. Do you see what I'm saying? So when you understand this, that Christ is absolutely indispensable to the world and vital to the life of man. I just love that point. Jesus is absolutely indispensable to the world. He's vital to the life of men. And that's to your life and mine. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, no other religious leader did what Jesus did. Their followers can only talk only about their message. Jesus gave us the greatest message of all. You know what it was? Himself. 
That's what he said. When you see me, you see the Father. What a blessing of God. And that's why Jesus came, that you might know the Father. Listen, Christ made it possible for us to abide in the Father. When we stay close to him, we become his receptacle of power and love here on earth. I've said it so many times. The only Jesus some people may ever see is the Jesus in you or the Jesus in me. Think about that for a minute. Did you get that? The Jesus in you, the Jesus in me, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Let me pray for you right now. Father, minister to people today. Help them to understand that we need to abide in you and you abide in us, not just visit. Lord, I thank you today that people will get a revelation of what we're saying so they can understand who you are and what you do and when you do it and where you do it and how you do it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I get, I get to praying, I get to preaching. I can't help myself because I've learned to abide in him. You know, people ask me all the time, but you know, you don't ever seem to get sad, sick, depressed, or discouraged. You know why? I don't have time. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. I don't have time for that. Now, you can do what you want to do, but I, learn, I love to abide in Christ. And when your eyes are focused on him, all this other stuff is just clutter. You know, it, 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 it'll just go away with time, and you don't need to worry about any of that. Kathy's coming right now with some great, glorious moments. I love this segment. Because that's your testimonies that you send in here. And we love to read them and let people know what God has done for you. So, Kathy, take it away now. Welcome to Glorious Moments. You know, it's such a blessing to receive testimonies from our viewers and share them with you on our broadcast. Listen to what the Lord has done for a partner that has experienced debt cancellation. In 2019, I sowed a significant seed into your ministry because I heard you talk about the anointing on you for wealth and for debt cancellation. I definitely needed my debts canceled. I took out two student loans for my daughter's college education with the intent of paying them up on her graduation. At the time, I was married and my husband had a great job. I was depending on him to pay them. After she graduated, we separated and I was unable to pay the loans back. Suddenly, I found myself drowning in debt with no possible way of getting out. In 2019, I heard you testifying of the miracles God did in your life financially, and I began to see a glimmer of hope. I began speaking God's word concerning prosperity. Well, four years later, God did it. My student loan debts are completely canceled. One thousand, excuse me, one hundred and ninety thousand ninety one dollars. Hallelujah. I just wanted to thank you for speaking the truth concerning debt cancellation and for your ministry. God is so good and so faithful. Praise the Lord. You know, each time we share testimonies of what God has done, it shames the devil and it glorifies our wonderful God. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11 says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. You know, it's important that you share your testimony with someone. Not only will it encourage them, it will strengthen you. You know, Jesse and I would love to hear what the Lord has done in your life through this ministry. We love reading testimonies from our partners and sharing them with the the world. Together we are reaching people and changing lives one soul at a time. God bless you. We're positioned for the greatest revival this world has ever known. We are looking forward to the great return of our Lord Jesus Christ and He's going to need every one of us to be enlisted in on the front lines of doing what we're called to do. This promise of Jesus is available to whosoever for whatsoever. It's for you. Keep moving higher and farther and give God the glory. 
Glorious, a conference for women, Friday, March 8th and Saturday, March 9th. I love this book I wrote entitled, For By Faith. For By Faith what? You need to get this month's product offer. It will bless you and minister to you because if you don't know what it is, you, you'll know, you won't know when you have it. God has a great plan for your life. He put things on your heart that he wants you to have and do. So how do you access that? Three little words, for by it. How you get this? Go to jdm.org and get your copy. All the order information is there. Partners, thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you do for this ministry. Your faithful financial support is so vitally important, not only to us, but to God. He said, go to the world and preach the gospel. He said, this gospel shall be preached to the world. Not a gospel or some gospel or somebody's opinion, but this gospel. We can't do it without your faithful financial partnership. I wish it was all free. I really do, but it's not. And that's okay because that's how people make a living out there, you know. And, and broadcast television, all the different things that are going on. Help us today to reach people and change lives one soul at a time. 100% of what you give goes in the world evangelism. That's a blessing. We've been debt-free since 1982 and been preaching 48 years and never had a financial deficit. Why? You know what I'm going to say. I trust you. You trust me. But we both trust God. Think about that for a minute. And that's what it is when you send in your faithful support. You're trusting me, and I appreciate that, and you're trusting God. And it's just such a blessing to touch people and for every dollar given, we ask the Lord for every soul, to, a soul to come in the kingdom or whatever kind of money you use. You might use euros. I don't know, whatever you use. And God will honor you. Now, don't miss next week. Part two is coming entitled Abiding is Better Than Visiting. Hope you learned something today. We'll see you next week. God bless you. Bye-bye. You're going to love this month's partner offer. Abiding is better than visiting. You know, in order to succeed in all we do, we must live a branch life. He's the vine, you're the branches. Jesus tells us, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. How do I get it? Go to jdm.org. That's our website for all that information, and you'll be blessed. Do it now. Be encouraged with godly insight and wisdom as you stream the Jesse Duplantis Ministries podcast. Jesus said, whom the Son is set free is free indeed. You come boldly to the throne of grace. Each newly uploaded teaching by Jesse and Kathy will strengthen your faith and inspire you to live a prosperous life in Jesus Christ. Start walking in victory with just a click of a button. Subscribe to the JDM podcast today. Are you ready to believe the unbelievable, receive the impossible, because it's doable? In my new book, Believe, you will be challenged to believe the uncompromised Word of God so that you can receive all that God has for your life. Yes, it's time to unlock your faith in God's promises and believe the truth of the gospel. For your donation of $5 or more, you can receive your physical copy or digital download of Believe at JDM.org. It's time to make your faith work. Yes. Order your copy today and remember to believe. Did you know angels are real and many of them are here today? God's Word is full of supernatural experiences by people just like you and me. Order your copy today at jdm.org. When you're charged with His thoughts, you burn with His purpose. 
and filled with his words. Watch this. Your will is in divine harmony with his will. That's why he calls it divine healing, divine health, divine life.